When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. You're about to listen to an interview which our socios enjoyed in full 12 months ago. If you'd like to listen to these exclusive monthly big interviews on the day that they're released, it's time to join us. That means supporting us. It means the price of a pint per month. Go to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash Graham Hunter. Go now, join and become a socio. That means you'll get that extra big interview every month. And you'll also unlock our entire archive straight away. All for £2.99 a month. It's the best deal in town, baby. And we need you. Nevin was a unique footballer and is now a thoughtful, reflective, fun media commentator. He's also a music obsessive, so you can guess it was only a matter of time until he joined us as a guest on the big interview. We spent a brilliant couple of hours in Pat's company covering a great deal. Why John Terry is misunderstood, in certain senses at least. How good Eden Hazard can become, why he hasn't already. Why the Irish sports media is on another level altogether. John Peel gets more than a mention, deservedly as does Pat's passion for DJing. This interview was recorded in the function room of an outstanding Edinburgh pub. Thanks to Sean and all the staff of the St Andrews Brewing Company at a house in Broughton Street Lane in Edinburgh, which set the perfect indie tone for a memorable big interview. I was startled to hear a perspective that I don't have as much grip on, but you talked about a guy who has obviously got you transfixed and he's now moved into management. You talked about John Terry. Mm-hmm. And in my small number of interactions with him one-on-one, I've seen pleasure in the Chelsea um, training ground. Oh, God, it's just John. And they obviously have a mixture of fear and awe and love. Mm-hmm. And in the interviews I've done with him one-on-one, he, he, he rips up any stereotypes you bring into the room because... Mm-hmm. There are certain people who are people who are just commanding. I, I don't know if it's what they transmit or how the haircut is, how the eyes are, what the words are. I don't know. But like in terms of listening to somebody communicate back, he's one of the most riveting people I've ever come around. And you extrapolate from that, don't you? If you've never had the gift to play professional football, yeah. you we all kind of go, like, well, "What if I was playing with that guy?" And my judgment is that it would have been one hell of an experience being led by or playing alongside John Terry. And it seems you are quite um, struck by him as, as an individual, not just as a footballer. Yeah. I hate 
falling for the tropes that I'm fed, be it media, be it anyone. Yeah. Um, and you make a decision about somebody before you meet them. Because many people have done that about me. Hmm. And then they meet me and they go, oh, you're not really like that at all. <laughs> but they've decided you are. I mean, you only need to go on social media and you find that out. But I had made my decision about John Terry before I ever met him. Because the things he'd done wrong, which he has done plenty of things wrong. And, I th- and certain specific things are almost anathema to me as a human being. You yeah. know, like, and I met him and I thought, God, he's so disarming. That's extraordinary. And, and I spoke to him a few times, not a huge amount of times. And just thought, I'm not finding any weakness here. And I immediately started thinking, I see you're a sociopath. Because everybody is utterly, and you used the word at all before I did. Everyone is slightly in awe of you. And it's not necessarily actually because of his caps or what he's won. It's actually not that. It's something else. It's the personality. And he's given off. Now, I've met one or two. We mentioned earlier on, we have chatted beforehand about Jock Steen, obviously one of those types of people. And there are very, very few of them around. Well, very few that I'm kind of taken by anyway, to that level. So I started watching him closer. So not spending time speaking, but being in the company where he was in and watching him and thinking, right, is this an act? Is this you manipulating people? And he didn't seem to be doing it for anyone else. He was just being who he was. Mm. And it's an extraordinary reaction. So if you ask someone like Didier Drogba or Lampard or Mourinho or anything, they'll all say the same. Impressive, strong, powerful, self-willed men, and yet they're impacted. Yeah, they're going, wow, he's just an incredible person. And the classic old line, you would almost do anything for them. You know, now I don't know if I would have been like that playing well, but I'm quite struck by it. Also struck by the intelligence. It's a different type of intelligence, isn't it? The type of intelligence that you have dealing with people. And he's extraordinary at that. So when I looked at all the people coming through and thought, well, who would be a good manager? You know, and there's loads of them there from from Giggsy and Rio and Frank and all the rest of it. I would put him at the top of the ones that most likely. Not definite. Absolutely nobody gets a definite to succeed in management because no. it's a stupid game and you need to get the, the right time the right club the right situation as well but if I'd put money anyone it would be him because I would suspect that he would get and it's a hate cliches but he would get that dressing room mm. and those players doing everything and there's a big thing about any management it's not football I mean, one of the things I studied before I became a football was management is maximising the potential of the, the people that are working under you if you can do that, you can do no more. I have a massive suspicion that he can do that mm-hmm. as good as anyone. Automatically, probably, right? I mean, albeit all mm. that he is analytical, I think, particularly, because I think he's very streetwise. And that, mm. that isn't in any way pejorative, I don't think. I think you know, London was, its personality was, a very streetwise city, one where you had to be quite sharp yeah. and quick. But people around you, not just about yourself in which to survive. And um, I think he has that, but also I think that when you've got, um, I don't know what presence is or how you radiate <laughs> intensity, but he does do both of those things, and I, I can't explain it, but it is the truth, I think. We are, you dance around being able to say it's impossible to tell, because if there's a simple way of telling it, people would copy it or do yeah. it or affect yeah. it, yeah. you know, and is it, uh, is it Burns, is it? No, not Rabbit, the other one, George, <laughs> who said, you know, if you can fake sincerity you've got it made to be fair it's just something special it's something other um, and I, I'm very hugely impressed with that side that doesn't mean you see you're impressed with every single part of their person's uh, personality in the world that we live in just now that's usually picked up as a quote and people mm. then dig you back in but I don't care no. I me- remember a time John was going through a really bad time 
uh, with some of the sort of front page stories and I went to a company and said look I want to make a documentary about him and I want to put a different spin on it and what do you mean spin I said I just want to tell the truth Yeah. and they absolutely weren't doing it and I said well wouldn't you rather have the truth out of fear that they yes. might be perceived in a certain way exactly but what's happened to like articulacy and freedom of speech and democracy that's a tiny little you know well that, that's you're talking that, may, that, may, that may have been seven eight nine years ago and that's the case seven eight nine years ago I'm, I'm saying it's a lot worse the <laughs> not investigating election fraud because of politically How, sensitive times exactly so I've, I've kind of when I have any of my falls that I will have things that I will say because I will say something honest I said something honest the other day on radio which got me tons of abuse in various places and I feel so comfortable with it it's a really (laughs) nice feeling there was a game Spurs were playing against Cardiff I was at that game and there was a sending off I don't know if you saw it it was last Saturday night one of the Cardiff players made a tackle from behind but put his leg over the top and it looked horrible Mm. to which I said yeah, that's a booking, but you get sent off, and it's a bit harsh because there a problem that was raining down on me. I said, but he wasn't trying to hurt him. Mm. He was just basically bringing him down. Mm-hmm. It looked ungainly, clumsy, and they abused him. How can you think that? Well, I'll tell you how without being arrogant. I've probably had as many as tackles as anybody around, anyone you get around just now with 800 professional games and the type of player who would get that tackle. That's not the one I was worried about. That's not the one I was, you know, it was going to injure me badly. That you, would get me annoyed. The one where you knew either in advance or once it's impacted yeah. that somebody was out to do you. Yes, you knew, you actually knew it before it came, the one that was trying to do that. And that was more common then than it is now. But that was not a tackle that was out to hurt. Now, he could have got hurt if he'd have felt, I mean, yep. Salah fell in an odd way in the Champions League in final. Kev. That wasn't a deliberate attempt to go and dislocate his soldier, for God's sake. Yeah. The madness of people's suggestion of that. Although he's a, he's a brutal tough guy. Yes. He's been portrayed as like <laughs> it's you know, madness. Hess or Himmler. This evil scheme that he's been planning <laughs> for weeks and ah, he's falling just as I wanted him to. <laughs> There's the pop I was waiting oh, for. It was laughable. Oh, it, was, it was actually laughable Thank hearing you. people saying that. And I'm going... Don't even. There isn't a human being in the world that is capable of doing that and making that happen. Don't be daft. So when you're on and you're doing, if you're doing an analysis or something, I have to be honest. And even when I'm saying it, sometimes I know I'm saying it, and I know the action is going to get. Yeah. And some people think well, you're just saying that for reaction. Mm. In that case, no, no, no. I will back it up. Yeah. Um, so that, that's where we are now. That I will continue to say whatever I feel I want to say but I will not say it for pure effect no. and that's that's the other side of it in times that I've talked on media television, radio, whatever I'll quite often be expected to say, oh he should be sacked mm-hmm. I won't say that, I'll say look here are the circumstances there are a lot of circumstances again, a lot of chat a while back about Gordon Tracking being mentioned this, being the Scotland manager and he didn't get Scotland to the Euros and World Cups etc and I'm looking at it thinking he's maximising the potential of yeah. all those players yeah. think he done very well in Scotland mm-hmm. I said it doesn't matter if you get rid of him you better have somebody that's better mm-hmm. and Big Eck good or, friend of mine but I don't know if he's better than that Gordon in fact I'm convinced or, he's not or find six or seven new good players that don't exist exactly he's maximising the potential of what he's got so that's all you can do and sometimes that's it's not, a nice, it's not an easy headline that is it it's an easy headline as Sacking 
I, I, I'm really glad that somebody's um, you know walking into the gale mm-hmm. um, because you know it, it, like all monosodium glutamate it becomes addictive mm-hmm. so once you get into a cycle of people wanting to hear yes sack him mm-hmm. it's what you say because it is quite addictive say, okay let's move on let's get rid of that subject and let's move mm-hmm. on to the next subject whether it's for the right reasons whether it will have the right effect or not and also just like at the guillotine there, there's a natural we all have a natural bloodlust sadly not me um, <laughs> I wish I've never had but the other side of it I see which I've worked in the media for quite a long time now is that I know some of the guys are clever enough and cute enough to know that that's what sells mm-hmm. sells them mm-hmm. and I mean some ex-players as well you've seen it yourself yeah. and it's that's perfectly reasonable it's a game it's not for me it's not a no. game I, but for, for others it's a game and it's a way of earning a living and that's that's. I, I used to be I used to despise that mm. I don't anymore I just see it's a game there was a guy many years ago called Jimmy Sanderson in Scotland used to Are do you it at the game caller it's no different now. <laughs> it's exactly the same, only a different version. Should be the first shock jock in Scotland. Exactly. Right? Oh so God. when you've seen it once, you're a bit dim if you can't see it happen again. So I watch. But I find it all, all very interesting. I find the whole the whole media circus is the wrong word, but the whole way that the media runs quite interesting. Again, we've talked in the past about you know how Irish media and sports very different from British media and sports. Well, can we? Because we both admire them. Can we just say? The guys who produce and talk on off the ball and news talk—they're they're worth mentioning because they are that good. So that's—I'll say I, that apart from so apart from me on a Monday night, could I do every Monday night? That's <laughs> uh, but they are. Fish. No, but they're some of the excellent workers in in the Irish sports media because we would include set captains too. But we both think well of those guys. Here's a thought though: you always so the next question is, which go it to your questions away. Why? And I asked somebody, and I got a great answer once. Let me throw this one at you, or anyone listening. You look at British media, and you know, not all of it, don't abuse all, because there's some very good journals out there. And many I hugely respect, and I, I do True. read. But maybe less so than maybe times gone past, and it's easier to, to do the shock jock stuff a little bit. But if you go to Ireland, there is some shock jockey stuff, but you will get depth, and you will get intelligence, and you will get knowledge, and you will, they will not apologise for it. I remember asking one of the guys, why is it that there is this, there is, you know it and I know it, there's a cultural difference. Yeah. Why is it? And somebody said brilliantly to me once, it's your base newspaper. How do you mean? I said, well, if you say, what is the, the newspaper of the UK mm-hmm. where everybody reads? Even Express in Aberdeen, obviously. <laughs> Right. Do we have to say it out loud? You have to say it out loud. It's sad, well, but it's There's true. two villains over the la- of my lifetime. There's two villains. Mm-hmm. The sun is one, and right. now the male is the other. Right. So the sun's the one. Right. So that is the base. Right. Now it's not a newspaper I have to read or, or get or anything, but I know that's the, the base of. When I say base, I mean that's where the culture comes from because it's so big in the culture. Where's the base in Ireland? I'd say the. The Times, the exactly. You know, <laughs> you, you, your first answer gives it away yeah. every time. The so that's where you're, well, but, but that's the base. That's where it comes from. Yeah. So the thinking comes from Quality. there. The idea comes from there, and it doesn't give you all the answer to it, but it well, gives you uh, where given the, the cl- given that we're only exchanging ideas. What I've found, in, and I, I've spent a lot of time uh, watching friends of mine play sport to a mm-hmm. high level, or um, going there and watching sport, or working with the broadcasters that you're talking mm-hmm. about. One of the things that I always say to them, and and they, they may be, uh, they may they, these two ideas might link, might tessellate. Mm-hmm. Apart from Australia, or Australians, 
I've never met an audience in any country that has a greater thirst for all sports, whether it be their sport or not, mm-hmm. than in Ireland. I've, I've met, we, again, I've gone and worked in countries, or I know people from countries where there'll be a basket full of three or four or five sports mm-hmm. that are extremely important and that country might be knowledgeable about. But when you go across Ireland, one, they tend to have, one, I think a greater part of that community is still playing sport and living a clubhouse idea whether it be GAA or football or rugby you get generations of families and neighbours all going down the clubhouse seeing a game of an afternoon going and watching competitive sport maybe helping develop because Mm -hmm. the local community has a whether it be hurling or GAA football or soccer or rugby or golf or whatever that want you were in so one, they're all much deep, more deeply woven into the idea of what sport for, how do you support it, who's any good, a young one's coming through. And they, they, they're much more diverse than our culture, I think, and that's helpful. And a, a part of the reason is, is where their base is, it's, it's a wider one. You know, you, I, I don't know if the full reason, somebody will do a study into it once. But, you know, I, I go over there for, I, for quite a few years, I was doing Satanta over there, I was flying over there once a week, um, as I said, doing news talk. Um, and to be fair, you'll say something sometimes, you'll be in one of the studios, you know, off air, and you'll say, what happened in the golf last week? And they'll say, oh, Harrington, you've seen the 13th, you know, he, he had that shot, you know, and he, he should have faded it. And you're going, I just, it was just a vague question. <laughs> you know? I, he was okay. <laughs> and you get this noise coming from everywhere, and it's there just, and it's a, a, poor, a sport picked out there. Yeah. Anyway, so I'm, I think we're both big fans, and I am yeah. certainly a big fan, and, you know, Anytime I'm asked to do it, but it's to take nothing away from, you know, different types of journalism. And again, I want to always bring it back to him. I don't say what's good or bad. I say what interests me, mm-hmm. and I don't. I've very much grown into that. I'm taught by my wife <laughs> to have an opinion and believe in it, but not there is a, there is no more than one right. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss.
when we've been talking about John Terry, is he effectively just a modern Dubrovsky? <laughs> <laughs> this is not a visual medium, but I am showing Pat um, picture taken from the 1883 Cup Winners' Cup final as I think Santiana is trying to lecture Big Doug with a finger wagging at him and <laughs> Doug's picking the other player up. I can give you 20 minutes on Doogie. Oh, uh, let's, let's do that. Doogie, well, I'd, well, good or bad? No, no, very, very quick. Huntley legend. Comes down to Chelsea when I'm there and he's replacing... An absolute legend, Joey Jones, who the fans love more than anyone else in Big Dogs. Not always the Joey most... was born with tattoos, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, but in all oh, the fist pumps and the rest before fist, fist pumps were a thing. And Doogie comes in, and of course, he's, he, you know, he's, he's rough and ready. We understand that. So he's come down, and being Scottish, we want the Scottish guys to do well. First training session, the ball's bounced and gone up. So I need to go up for the header with Doogie. So I got there, put my shoulder in the head him. Honestly, it was like hitting a wall. <laughs> yeah, I, ouch! <laughs> you, you banged your shoulder off him and you fell down again. And he just looked at you as if, so, what was that all about? Made of a different material than most of us. And there's a few, a few guys like that. But the sweetest, nicest guy in the world off the pitch as well. And he did the nicest thing with me. He was there before we went to that. 83, round about that time, mm. played in a cup final against Rangers, I believe. Immediately Derek, after that game. Derek Johnson. Ah, uh, no, 79, yeah, where nah, he, he sent off. Derek has admitted that he, he you know, he swindled the ref. Yes, yeah, swindled the ref. he'd been butted or whatever. So Doogie comes down, Derek Johnson was at Chelsea at the time. Of course he was, aye. Same dressing room, year, never spoke a word. Never said a word to each other. How oh, can you do that? Really? How can you sit in this small area? I knew Diggy had Sicilian blood in him. I've always <laughs> said things from Sicily. Nothing. And Diggy, Big Derry was a funny bloke, and he would try and rewind up. Nothing. Complete and utter dead eyes. But I, I, I love Diggy. He did this uh, one great favour to me once. Um, at the end of one season, uh, my flat rental had run out. <laughs> Changed Daisy. <laughs> Player of the year at Chelsea, I was on like, 180 quid a week. Um, things have changed just and you have nowhere to stay and nowhere to live and I rented out two weeks before I went back up north you know for the summer and come back down again and Doogie says oh come and stay with me and my wife and I went and stayed with Doogie in this lovely family setting which is considered the life I was having at the time is weird and it was lovely and he took care of us the weirdest thing about it and the thing I loved about loved about being involved in football and being involved in football I was such an outsider within it that things that other people would find normal I found extremely strange mm. So you could almost put any player there, and I'll tell you a, a story about the weirdness of it, which from their perspective was perfectly normal how they behaved, mm. and from my perspective as an outsider was, you. They may, my nickname at the time was Weirdo, mm. with the players. And I'm thinking, no, no, I'm the normal <laughs> one. <laughs> You're all weird. <laughs> and I was absolutely convinced about it. Um, but anyway, he's a great, great guy, didn't you? Well, without making that... I can't, I can't let that go. Without necessarily making that point personal to anybody... It was weird in your experience, unless you want to, yeah. because well, you let, let you know. Open By the way, weird's not bad. No, it's, <laughs> it's an oh. interesting game. Yeah, yeah come exactly. on. Weird's You're okay. selling snow to the okay, Eskimos okay. there. Okay, yeah. I agree. Um, one of the things that we do about this, although this is our Pat Nevin episode, it's also a real privilege to be able to open the curtains of the football world mm-hmm. a little bit to people. So, tell the first anecdote that comes to your mind about the they're the weird ones, not me. <sighs> right, I'll tell you a really stupid, simple one. Right, so dead simple one. I'm, I'm sure I've told before. It's just the first one that comes to my mind. I I read a lot. I was, I was very into serious literature, like Camus, as you do when you're younger. And mm-hmm. you know, but of course, Nathan Bosses looks weird. 
and I'm reading one day the short stories of Anton Chekhov on the bus, as you do. And one of the players, Dale Jasper, walks back up and says, Oh, Patsy, I know one of your authors. And I went, and I went Really? What? Well, sit down, sit down. He sat down. He goes, That's Really, Jack? I'm amazed. And he goes, Yeah, but I didn't know you were a Trekkie part. And I went, <laughs> Not that Chekhov. No, different Chekhov deal. <laughs> And, that, cause, and I would have all these things happening <laughs> all the time. And I'd be looking around for somebody, can I share this with somebody? And it, was, it always, always happened that I would find myself in what I thought was a normality. What did I remind you of with my... Uh... Oh, but I, I remember often in games you'd say something, but you'd just say the words that came to you. So I <laughs> near the end of my career, playing for Tranmere, sent up the wall. So the wall set up. 20 yards out this free kick really tense time the wall set up I'm on the side of the wall. I'm the guy charging the ball but I'm round at the side that way I'm close and the referee's there and I'm 10 yards away but I'm at an arc from the referee says get back get back and I went what and he says get back get back and everyone's jostling jostling and I said I'm, we're equidistant <laughs> <laughs> the wall <laughs> the referee <laughs> the guy's taking it I'm like can we this <laughs> and I go <laughs> and it happened all the time you just look at you as if to say nah, that's a perfectly reasonable word equidistant words and the trouble they get you and, and it, you're, 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 you don't think it's that weird yeah, about yeah. so sometimes you, there was a, it was an interest we're all we all love words and I love writing and uh, still do a lot of writing um, and quite often you, I change my language and my accent for where I'm working there's no point in me doing world service and using my Glasgow accent you're wasting your time mate. you're not if really understood again it would be yeah. quite nice to be understood yes. there. so the idea so you're not being posh you're just cleaning the voice up and you're you know so you do that and then again but sometimes over the years with football you had to do that with language as well <laughs> Well, let's test your language um, now, <laughs> and let's do a trick that we tried um, with... There's only one person whose face I don't want to see coming here if it's a Facebook carry on. No, there's no, there's no faces at the moment. I'm just offering um, our uh, companions the chance to visually represent what we've just talked about. Before we went and sat down with Chris Waddle, um, we had a big, long... It may seem mm-hmm. that we'd never work on this and, and think about it, but... But we went to see Chris up in Sheffield. We all talked about this idea that we love hearing a person's skills worked out, unpacked, described, because, you know, as we didn't have your talents. And therefore, if you get a chance to ask somebody to explain it, it's a privilege. But often, as you know, people who have been in your position don't quite know how they do it. And we were struck by the build-up to Damien Duff interview where he was excoriating about his own inability to teach young ones as when he, and he, he walked off the pitch he was embarrassed, he was angry and he's changing that but he was just um, he was just embarrassed at, mm. so he said, well we asked Chris about what he could do as, as an exciting, talented mm. wide player or creative player so we sat down and we said look, how, how did you do it? What were, and he just and I imagine you can do something similar about your own skills but it does interest me when you're in um, a one-on-one repeatedly which you are whether you are playing whether you consider yourself a 10 or a striker or a winger really often and before we recorded you, you talked about one of the one-on-one battles in your mm-hmm. life against a against a diminutive quick Spaniard what did you do how did you how much did you think about it how much did you analyse 
how much of it was about you know physiology try and yeah. tell us a little bit about what made you special with the ball at your feet um, I'm going to really disappoint you I'm going, and I always disappoint people when I tell them about it uh, it utterly worked out totally worked out people always say the phrase oh you were naturally gifted none I'm afraid it was all worked everything from the age of about three or four my dad was a coach and he used to take me down to watch Celtic training mm-hmm. used to be able to go Barfield yeah used to be able to go and watch go and watch my dad read all the coaching books from Herrera onwards Gosh. my dad would take me out every single day and we would work on techniques every single day of my life so after work my dad came on a long work at the railways uh, where he worked and uh, five o'clock I'd be there boots on out we'll do an hour an hour and a half two hours whatever um, and we would work on all these different methodologies from Stanley Matthews used to do the one with the sticks so every single one then we go and watch say Celtic play now it was a very fortunate time this was the end of the Lisbon Lions and the start of the quality streak so you're seeing Jinky and you're seeing Lennox and Old but you're also seeing Kenny and Louis McCarry and David Hay um, and, and McGrain and if any of them done a trick I saw it and we'd go and work it and I'd get it and I'd learn it so I'd learn every single trick I'd ever see now this is before the time of videos and lots of games on TV so every single one of them was worked and analysed and developed and there was very few that I, you couldn't do after a while but then it was to put them into a game at the right time but because you'd done the infamous 10,000 hours, which I had done by a very, very, very early age with this technical stuff, it was just there. Why did you a, grimace when you said that 10,000 hours? Because I know the history of that, and it wasn't Gladwell that came up with it originally. It was another man that came up with it originally, and 10,000 hours is a pat expression. But in actual fact, put that amount of time and effort into anything, you will become natural and become second fruit. Nature 10,000, it's, it's, it's almost a... It's, it's, a it becomes automatic. Is it's it? totally automatic. Can we give you a great example of it? There's a particular trick that I had, and I learned it off a couple of players. There was a player at Rangers used to centre forward recently who was brilliant, Michael Moles. Oh, yeah, the Dutchman, yeah. He had this trick. He had was, and I used to use, use this trick all the time. But Michael used to do it as well as anyone I'd ever seen. It was a wait, player behind you, mm-hmm. wait for him, him to come over your shoulder. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I'll show it, doesn't matter. You, better if he's taller than you. As soon as he's over your shoulder, I'm gone. I know I've beaten you. And I'm, I'm beyond you already. I'm already thinking what I'm going to do next because I am going to drag you. Lean forward and, and corkscrew. And corkscrew, right? Yeah. So, and twists. And it's a special twist to the, the damages your inguinal ligament in case you're in <laughs> That killing. was my next question. Yeah. Um, and I could, that was one of my favourites. I learned it very, very early on. I'd watched it. Mose is famously very good at you know the trick I'm talking about the, the specific does it have any relation to what Douglas used to do to some degree yes and that's I probably know where identical. I got it it's probably where I got the original because yeah. he used to stick his backside in and roll them that way yeah. and I'd manipulated it so that's one tiny little bit of it so you're asking me what you do you have one on one I would always manipulate a situation to get the defender where I wanted them yeah. if you watch a tennis player like Andy yeah, it's three shots before bring it. Bring him to the situation that you want. You're, that's what you're doing. Now, when you're you're manipulating that, and you've got that, and you do that, and it works. And mm. by the way, I know I'm going to be able to do it with you because mm. I know what you're going to do. Mm. I've already in my mind also checked round where everybody is, and by the time I get by that, I know that somebody's peeled off in the back. I'm going to get there. And they presumably the more intelligent ones. 
kind of are doing the reverse to you. Like, well, they were doing. He's getting him. He's getting him. Here's the role. I'll make my move. Yeah. So they. Uh, that, that's just one. Aldridge at Tranmere would have been one. No, Dixon. Dixon. He just did. The, they weren't as complicated. They just went in an area. Don't worry. You go there. I'll find you okay. there. So they will go there. So you you manipulate all of them. You learn with people around you. Mm. So when you're in those days, um, I'm going to, I'm going to speak something. I'm going to say something. I'm going to couch it in such language that I'll try not. I will. Just I'll, don't say equidistant. No. All right. right. I watch. See, as you mentioned before, I didn't like playing the wing. I never liked playing the wing. You know, you've only got that. You've only got I think anybody with a brain could see yeah. that you were somebody who, if you if you allowed the team that you was with you to compensate for you being able to go and find clever space, then you do special things. It but it looked like to me. So that was it. And I had a couple of managers, only a couple of my entire twenty year career, that would allow that for only maybe you know, three or four years of my career. Mm. And it was so, you know, freeing, you know, and it was mm. lovely. And then you look at it now and you watch. Iniesta, yeah, and you watch Silver, and you go, "Why was I allowed to do that? Yeah. <laughs> Why didn't you trust me?" And now and again, when the managers did, it always seemed to work. But the bravery of the British game at the time yeah. wasn't there because it was four, four, two. It was four, three, three. Mm-hmm. No one was playing between lines. No one was doing that. Well, even when not for you, but when between the lines was introduced as a concept, mm-hmm. probably the first time I heard it spoken out loud. Mm-hmm. Not, not in your industry, maybe was Rafa Benitez at Liverpool. Yeah. And I remember in the media, at least, and probably amongst fans, there was this general... <laughs> but it's so obvious and when you're there. Of course it is. When you're playing it, you're thinking, well, that's all the space is. Space. You know, and you watch it now and you you think... There's, I've, I've never... I've played 20 years, just about. And there was some players I kind of really admired for the technical abilities, not that really that many, but mm-hmm. then I played in Britain at a time when there weren't many foreign players coming in mm-hmm. and then when I, when I left the top level down there, it, the Premier League was just starting, it was bank and physical and mm-hmm. I didn't really like it, I thought it was no. a bit rubbish but it was, you know, it was quite successful but I didn't like it mm-hmm. I didn't like watching it or that and then then one player would be brought in it might be Cantona, it might be Zola it might be, and it was always somebody outside yeah. who knew how to do that he's sitting going God, I wish I'd have had more opportunities to do that but it's my own fault I only have myself to blame I had opportunities to move abroad I could have done it it comes across as arrogance sometimes I hope it doesn't but it's just when you know you have certain capabilities and you know slightly underused but I still didn't I wasn't embittered by it because I still had you know 19 years mm-hmm. pro you know played hundreds and 800 games that's a lot of games I had a fairly successful career but you know Hopefully you enjoyed that big interview which was first released as an exclusive to our socios 12 months ago. If you'd like to get these interviews on the first day that they're available, it's time for you to join us to become a socio and for only £2.99 a month, you will get an exclusive big interview plus regular mini documentaries, not only all ad-free but all featuring me and bringing you interesting, funny, and sometimes scandalous things from Spanish football. Go to patreon.com forward slash Graham Hunter to unlock our entire archive. That means that once you join, you will have a treasure trove of interviews with funny, elite, interesting, revelatory, top-class footballers. By joining us, you will help support this independent podcast. You will help to keep us on the road 
interviewing people and sending that content for your delectation. If you go to the gym, you'll be slimmer. If you've got a dog, he or she will thank you. If you've got a TV, you can turn it off and listen to this instead. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.